You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Post Game Show. Chiefs lose in Lambeau 27-19 to the Green Bay Packers, falling to 8-4. and And out of the race for the first seed in the, uh, a- 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 in the AFC, squandering another opportunity, squandering perhaps a Patrick LeVon Mahomes season. Kent Swanson, Maddie Lane, Craig Stout, KCSN Live Post Game Show, brought to you by the Kingdom Bar and Grill. Maddie, I am so angry at so many different things right now. I don't even know where to begin. And we've just got yeah. chill, we got chill vibes, Maddie, here right now. I don't. What? Up? Uh, yeah, I mean they've been trending towards being this team all year, so I don't know why we're surprised. I mean, like. The Chiefs defense, unfortunately, this week had their worst game of the year. But, like, one, they they had a lot of unfortunate injuries that led to this point. I don't want to make excuses for all of that. But, like, they had a bad defensive game. And the offense was finally kind of maybe starting to do stuff a little bit. And then they kind of fell apart in the same ways they always do. I don't know. I'm very upset, but I also have been expecting this game for a long time from the Chiefs. And I said it before this game. I don't trust this team to go in and beat a not good Packers team in December because I don't think this Chiefs team's that good. And I think it just played out that way again. So I'm not I, I'm not as mad as you are. It's because I've kind of been waiting on this game. I, I don't know what Crank stands here. I you know, I'm the defense played really badly. Uh Matt LaFour had their number all game long. Yes, the injuries did not help, but it wasn't gonna matter they had them dead to rights for most of this game kept them in the base defense stuff that we've been talking about with this defense the the few fatal flaws that they had you keep them in a base defense you're gonna have your way with them a little bit in the passing game especially when you've got now a backup linebacker a backup safety you're getting deep into your depth chart there not making those excuses because i think that this would have gone that way anyway it's just you know season-long trends, the Packers were able to lean into it. Maffle 4 called a really good game. Chiefs defense finally looked vulnerable, and yeah, uh, uh, the Chiefs offense just couldn't get anything going to the red zone. Timely, timely turnover at the end of the game yet again, and yeah, you walk away from this one feeling like uh, one slipped through their fingers a little bit. Again. Again. And it slipped through the receiver's hands again. Like, I don't know, I don't even know where to draw my ire right now. I want to be mad at the refs because the refs were horrendous. And like were horrendous both game. ways. Too. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. but they, they look, it took it took them until the fourth quarter to call a a, a, a like Maddie called it a live ball penalty on him. And there were some really bad holding calls. Like I, Creed Humphrey did not hold him. I'm sorry. Some of these calls were like, I don't want I'm not gonna try to be too ref ref guy. Game-changing call to tackle them. When the, and here's the the problem is the Chiefs need them. The problem is the Chiefs need all those breaks. They need yeah, calls to be, they need them to be made against the, the Packers, Chiefs, against the Green Bay Packers, the seven seed in the NFC. That's the problem. That's the big yeah. problem. They need yeah, them. You can't get behind the sticks with this offense anymore. You can't have situations where you have penalties they are crucial they are backbreaking and every single one that doesn't go the chiefs way is backbreaking for this team because it is so arduous to get to move the ball on offense 
And this is even a game where they actually had negative plays that they overcame. This yeah. is by far the Chiefs' best performance overcoming negative plays on the offensive side of the ball. But the thing is, though, they still just need every little break they can get. And that's how come all of a sudden these penalties that don't go the Chiefs' way or the no calls that don't go the Chiefs' way seem like they're such a bigger deal. They are so much more backbreaking now because it's not just, oh, they'll figure it out. It's not just like, so it, it just that's where the issue is. And I think that's why there's a lot more ire this year about the refs. It's because every single little itty bitty play that isn't like that goes against the Chiefs and their momentum feels like it devastates the team. It feels like an anchor. It feels like they're adding more weight to an anchor that is dragging them down. Whereas in years past, you're like, oh, that sucks. That's really annoying. Guess what? They're still going to get it right back one way or the other. And that same feeling isn't there. So like, yeah, the referees suck. And that last no call on MVS getting tackled, that's really bad. I don't, that oh, idea, yeah. that one gets through. But it did, and the Chiefs lost the game or were in position to lose the game well before that, though. Well, yeah, I mean, there, I, I don't even know where to. I mean, I don't know if I want to start at the beginning, the end, the middle. I don't know. All I know is I'm like, there's so many things to be frustrated about. The Isaiah Pacheco punches a guy on a live ball play that if that punch does not occur, the Chiefs have the ball at the 35 yard line with 50 seconds left. Like, they. This team is doing unbelievable things to shoot themselves in the foot. And it's all across the board. It's even their best players. It's Travis Kelsey against the Eagles fumbling in the red zone. It's Isaiah Pacheco, the best player on the field tonight, making a boneheaded mistake in minute 59 of the game and pushing this team back to the 50-yard line. They start they the play calling changes drastically if you're sitting at the 35 with 50 seconds left rather than 50 seconds left at the 50. Just so many dumb little things. We can I is it time to complain about Sky Moore stopping to run the the slot fade rub route that some people are having the audacity to blame Patrick Mahomes for? And I'm sorry, I'm fired up. You're all wrong. I saw the quote. You're, wrong. you're unbelievably wrong. You have no clue. What you're talking about? The the route the, the Mahomes threw the ball with Keyshawn Nixon's back turned to him, and if Sky Moore continues up the field, Keyshawn Nixon, who can't see the football, has to continue to run up the field to defend the vertical routes. But Sky Moore slowed down and allowed Keyshawn Nixon to get back into that play. They had him dead to rights. Even still, there's so much with that play. I think that play highlights everything that's wrong with the wide receivers. And like, and also like why it's very difficult to talk about some of the nuance of what's wrong with the Chiefs wide receiver room and the passing game. Because that play, first of all, is an RPO. That ball has to come out when it did. You can't wait any longer. You're getting an illegal man downfield penalty. The offensive line's already moving downfield. Creed Humphreys passed the line of scrimmage and the ball's like, go. So you can't, you can't hold that ball. That ball has to be thrown. Receiver Rice, Rice runs a hitch, blanketed. Sky Moore is running a fade route off of it. Not only is, hey, RPO, ball's got to come out quick. Not only does he stutter his release and take a little while to get off the line of scrimmage, as soon as he clears Rice to Kent's point, he stops running. And as soon as he stops running, that's when the Green Bay defender is able to stop, look back and say, oh, there's the ball going over there. He then has to run and cross the path that Sky Moore should be on. He crosses over it to get to the ball that is on the outside shoulder of Sky Moore. Sky Moore could do nothing but run straight down the field, and that's not an interception. He doesn't catch it, but it's not an interception. He doesn't have to play the ball. 
He doesn't have to look for the ball. He doesn't have to catch it. If he just runs up the field, runs up the field, it is not an interception because the DB will never get across his body to get to the football. There's a chance he catches it because, like Kent said, the DB has to honor the vertical route. If Skymore runs, that's a back shoulder throw. That throw is on the back shoulder, the yep. back outside shoulder of Skymore. It does, it's not upfield of Skymore if he just runs. But that's what everybody, I think that's what the part that people are missing. He stops running, so it makes it look like the throw's out in front of him. It's not. It is his back shoulder. And the only reason the DB gets there is because Skymore stutters and then stops running as soon as he goes out the fade. And Mahomes doesn't have time to wait to figure out what Skymore is going to do. The ball was gone. Go. The ball was gone. The read was there. It was a back, it was 100% a back shoulder fade. Keyshawn Nixon's back is turned, and he has to honor the vertical as long as Sky Moore is getting upfield. Literally, Sky Moore's stutter brings Keyshawn Nixon to the football. I'm not sure Keyshawn Nixon even actually saw the ball. He just kind of stuck his hands out. He just kind of just put him out there to see what happens. I don't know if he actually even located the football. It was just, it was, it was a, just a horrendous mistake again. By Sky Moore. And I don't know if this is a Monday conversation or if this is a today conversation, but I'm fired up. I'm as fired up as I've been in a long freaking time. And it came right after MVS running a, a seam route in which he said, oh, hey, look at this, all this open space straight in front of me. Instead of running straight forward to this open space, why don't I go run towards that defender there? Let me, maybe he forgot. He forgot that he changed teams. He thought he was going to give a teammate a high five. That's what happened. He he forgot he wasn't on the package. MVS literally just ran away from open space to get himself covered. It's like those two plays back to back in the second half. I I think that that highlights everything that's wrong with this team. And I think it's becoming more and more clear game after game that like I I don't want to say anybody is scheming up everything great that any particular player is playing perfect or anything like that. But it's pretty clear what the problem is, right? It's pretty clear that the issue is the wide receivers don't know how to play wide receiver at all. This team is bordering on failing Patrick Mahomes in one of your Patrick Mahomes seasons and wasting one of your Patrick Mahomes seasons. I don't know. I, uh, there was a lot of people that saw this giant iceberg coming this offseason, which is why we spent a ton of time talking about the lack of wide receiver consistency and the concern and what happened. They have no answer. It is December. It is December. There is no time. You wasted you. It's December. You you don't have time. You don't have. You've blown past the bye week. You've blown past training camp, and you have no answers. But you traded from a Cole Hardman at the deadline. That that is probably going to prove to help. Oh wait, uh, Craig Stout is also here. By the way, uh. Craig, are you? Do you have any energy to rage at all, or is this like a sombering, sobering time where you're gonna like just bring us all down? I mean, it's the same thing that it always has been. <laughs> like it is. This this is the same offense that it always has been. I, I I can't muster up any more, you know, negative energy. Did you guys know that uh, Patrick Mahomes is sixth in the league in lowest intended air yards? That's Patrick Mahomes. That's an Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes offense. Here are the guys in front of him right now. Tyson Badgett, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Joe Burrow, Bryce Young, and Daniel Jones. Still better than Burrow. He has has fewer intended air yards than Mac Jones did 
for the Patriots mm-hmm. this season. Oh. That's what this offense is. And that's what we see. That's why it's so hard to overcome little mistakes. It's why we are viewing every wide receiver under the microscope because every little mistake counts in so much of a bigger way than it ever has before. They can't overcome some of these mistakes. So when Sky Moore runs a wrong route, when MBS runs a wrong route. And most important moments. When Rushy Rice double clutches a catch and isn't able to get out of his break and get as many yards as we need him to. When, you know, Isaiah Pacheco bounces on a two-point conversion, again, after being the best offensive player in in Kansas City this week, after he bounces a two-point conversion, those are uncorrectable things (laughs) for this offense at this point. It just is because everything... MBS is his age. Like he at this point, like (laughs) it's it it's everything short and everything condensed, and everything has to require a level of execution and a level of precision that this team doesn't have. And the one guy that held them accountable on offense over the past six, seven years is now in Washington. So it has sustained now through 13 weeks of the NFL season. That's that's where we are. That's going. That's that's where we are, and yeah, it's not like Washington's great or anything right, like no, that. I know, but like that that dude would be drilling down. Hey, we're gonna run a whole bunch of screens. Guess what? We're gonna run these screens until they're perfect. Not come out there and half-ass some of this stuff. Not come out there and miss assignments. Not come out there and fail to pick some of this stuff up. It's why they're not explosive. It's why they're not doing it because everything's a tick off. And when you have the depth of target. You are dumbing things down and everything's a takeoff. Your offense just looks like this. And it doesn't really matter who the opponent is because you shoot yourself in the foot by making it that easy on the opposing team. And the most the most annoying part is that like and again, I don't want to say anybody's playing perfect, but like we have to talk about, you know, we're talking about this team. We're gonna talk about them week in and week out. Because this team has Patrick Mahomes, they can still win any single game that's out there. But you have so many that have to deal with the is Patrick Mahomes playing poorly? Is Patrick Mahomes playing bad? Like it just it's just so far from what the realistic point is. This team, with even just average quarterback play, is struggling to be 500 this year, like bar none. Like they would barely make it to 500 the way these wide receivers are playing and not being able to catch a football or run route. So it's just, it's a difficult spot to be in to have the most talented player in all of football who's not playing like the best player in football, but he's not playing poor by any means. He's still one of the best two or three quarterbacks in the NFL this year. And you just never get to see it. He never gets to look like that because they can't run a functioning offense because they have wide receivers that literally don't belong in the NFL the way they're playing right now. I just, I have a hard time believing the player that has got better every single season of his career, who has ascended to new heights, all of a sudden just forgot how to football. I don't throw the blame on the feet of Pat at the feet of Patrick Mahomes. I refuse to do it. I think it's ridiculous. I think we are ex- watching a, f- a failure of him. They, there's only like he does so much, and like we've seen this man literally win a Super Bowl on a high ankle sprain. But like, they they left the cupboard bare, and it might be Chris Jones' problem. It might be a Chris Jones' fault for dragging his feet in his stupid contract negotiations all off season and leaving this team with an inability to really make adjustments to their off season plans. It might be partially him, and if so, I'm going to be fuming. If it ever gets out that that happened, don't, Craig. 
just saying. Could be that the the front office also didn't start that conversation until too late. Well, I'm glad they didn't just lay it at the feet of the player here. I'm glad. Well, I, 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 no, I, I have a hard time. The Chiefs wanted to be held hostage by Chris Jones' contract situation all offseason. I have a hard time believing they that. did it with Orlando Brown Jr. the year before. Go off, please. Well, he was tagged, and he played. He was tagged, and he played. They had it. So I just, I, I, I don't know if if this team actively actually thought that this wide receiver was group was going to be good enough. If they were held hostage by the Chris Jones situation, having a lack of cap flexibility, I don't know what the answer is. But I, b- both of them suck, and both of them aren't good enough. I'm just, I, I'm just, I, unbelievable. I, I can't believe this is the this is mad as I've been since like the Chiefs got drubbed like forty-seven to three or whatever against the Titans, like three years ago. This is as mad as I've been. Where do you want to talk a little bit about the defense? Well, we'll get there. There's, there's, hey, hold on. There's some positives on the offensive side of the ball. They ran the hell out of the football today. That they right. did. They ran the hell out of football. And if you want to, if you want to, if you're somebody that's sitting here saying, I don't want to blame Sky Moore or MVS for their terrible play at wide receiver and the fact that they don't belong in an NFL field, okay, you can blame the coaching staff for stopping to run the football the the second and the third last drives because yeah. the Packers couldn't stop it. Now, I think they were throwing more bodies at the box. That's how come, you know, when Mahomes pulls the RPO that Sky Moore just completely forgets how to, again, play wide receiver. That's how come they had to pull it was because it was, you know, they loaded the box. They gave him a pass look. But like, the Chiefs stopped running the ball, ball, ball when it mattered. That is on the coaching staff. That is not on any of the players. That's on the coaching staff because Wanya Morris stepped in for Donovan Smith and he was whooping ass as, as a run blocker. And he was fine as a pass protector going up against Preston Smith and getting some reps against Rashawn Gary. Like, he was absolutely fine. I thought the offensive line as a whole played pretty good outside that first series. Yeah, you know, there was some unfortunate sacks in the red zone, but outside those that first series where it was a little bit, you know, we had a couple plays here and there, I thought they played a really good game against a good Packers defensive line. They gave Patrick Mahomes time. No wide receiver can get open because, again, they can't play wide receiver, but then they ran the ball and they ran it really well. And they did, they kind of stuck to their basic runs a lot of zone runs, a lot of inside, a lot of outside zone. So, Offensive line played really good in a, in a big challenge. They played more than good enough to win, and Wanya Moore stepped right in and outplayed any game of Donovan Smith this year. I have no, I, I mean, I'll have to rewatch to make sure, but Donovan Smith has been bad this year. And I think Wanya Morris was a plus, plus, plus run blocker and completely fine as a pass blocker in this game. Yeah, Wanya Morris looked really good. Uh, that was fun. Isaiah Pacheco, uh, you know, ran really hard. There were some wide open holes for him to hit. And we got to see what happens when that's the case. The interior offensive line played really well in the run game. It's why Isaiah Pacheco ends up 6.1 yards per carry with a long of 26. Like, that's outrageously good. Like, uh, you you would kill for that, you know, especially when you run the ball 25 times on the day, including the Mahomes scrambles, 25 times on the day for 5.9 yards per carry. That's enough. Like, that is more than enough in an Andy Reid offense. You run the ball 25 times a game for 5.9 yards a carry. Your run game's working. Sure, lean on it a little bit more. The Green Bay Packers were not doing a particularly good job with it. The interior of the Chiefs offensive line was doing an excellent job of it. But at the time when they were kind of moving away from it, the offense was still moving the ball. Guys, Tommy Townsend didn't punt till the fourth quarter. Like, it, uh, they were scoring points. Now, the red zone wasn't great, and that 
you know, holding call on Creed is not great. But terrible. It was awful terrible. Call. But we are but, that's not why the Chiefs lost. That's not why the Chiefs lost. Awful call. But this is it was a scenario where a lot of things were working. Now, it was still requiring precision. It was still requiring a lot from this offense and some vintage Patrick Mahomes moments. Him stepping up through the pocket, getting hit on that third and crazy long to find Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field was outrageously awesome. We have not seen enough of that this year. That's the type of stuff that was game in, game out. They'd figure out ways to do that. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, that connection would work. But with nobody else that's a threat and nobody else that's out there, it makes it hard for Andy Reid, the guy who wants to throw the ball, and Patrick Mahomes, who is the best quarterback in the world and maybe in the history of the game, to say, you know what? We're going to load up a 35-run game, and we are going to line up. We are going to just let the clock run, and we're going to see where the chips may fall. That's not how this offense is built. That's not how the playbook is built. I know that people are going to disagree with that, but that's where it is right now. So they're going to keep throwing it. And they're going to keep throwing it to these bad wide receivers, and it's going to keep having some of the intended or some of the unintended effects of throwing the ball to them. But in instances like this where we do get to see the offensive line lean on them a little more, 25 carry game, and it looks this good, it makes you want a little more understanding. I'm counting right now. I think Isaiah Isaiah Pacheco had one. Did they run the ball one time in the fourth quarter? Check only has one run in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think so. That's what I said. They went away from it. There, you know, it was and it was a short run, and like the Packers, I think started throwing numbers they, at it. They were they they were not. There was no run pass read on that on one of those runs. It was just like they were all in. They were all downhill. I it was like yeah. absurd. Like they're just like they knew it was a first down run. They knew it was coming, and yeah. they just reared back and just here, here teed off. Isaiah Pacheco. Two-yard run. There was a deep pass that was incomplete to MVS that we talked about already, the one where he got turned around and didn't know what he was doing. Then the Richie James play where the safety ran over him on third down. No call. Yep. Then yep. the next time this happens, they throw to Rasheed Rice, nine-yard play. They throw to Rasheed Rice again, DPI, and then the pick. And then I think, yeah. you know, everything just kind of ran away you know, from that point. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's bad. It was. I I agree. Like they they started throwing the ball too much, and that's what happens. Is when you put the ball in the hands of your worst players, bad things tend to happen. Especially with your they trailing. had eight guys in the box. I mean, on the pick they had eight guys in the box. The read guy crashed. Like you have to pull it. It's an RPO. Like you have to no, pull I, that. It's no, just. I mean, well, I'm saying it's they frustrating. Call, they call the run adjacent play. Like I'm calling it run adjacent because there's an option to get out of it. It's sure. just they call the run adjacent play. The Packers played run. The Chiefs pulled it out the pack. It's just. The lack of running game down the street, I agree, was frustrating. I also see the avenue how they got there because they had MVS open. Are we really mad? I mean, maybe we're mad that MVS is getting that throw there, but are we really mad the Chiefs had a wide open player running down the touchdown, if not a 40 point play? If he, again, can play NFL wide, no, I take that back. If he can play D1 wide receiver, they have a touchdown, a walk in touchdown. It's like, are, we can't get that mad about it. The next play. Again, if Sky Moore just runs, again, play like a D1 wide receiver, you don't throw an interception. It's like, I don't know how mad we can actually be about the lack of runs, but it was interesting to see that they got away from it because they were running the ball super well. And if this team is going to win in January, 
which is becoming a bigger if than it should be because of yeah they MVS and Skymore they they've got to make some plays like they're gonna have to start making some plays capable I you might be right but this is they have to have these guys do something like they have to and they they have it and so Mahomes like people are mad like Mahomes is going to Skymore they don't have any other like they they this is what they have this is the this is this is what they chose this is the life they chose. This is the this is what they decided to go into the offseason with. This was their decision. They're going to have to have these guys do make some plays here. They're going to have to have these guys do this. And so they're either going to fail like they have all season to this point or they're going to rise up and they're going to figure something out and be enough for this team to go out and do stuff and and achieve the the you know, not waste a season of Patrick Mahomes' career. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. We're as prepared as the Chiefs wide receivers. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season is just around the corner, and it may be a time of gift-giving or spending time together with your family. But during this time, you get to define what gift you might give to yourself. The holiday season can also be a time of extra added stress to your life. Whether it's extra stress from possible holiday travel, or extra financial stress of gift-giving during holiday season, or maybe just stress from being around family. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easy on yourself during tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, Remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it's December and we'll get back to raging. But can we can we can we be kind for like one minute here, please? And if you are angry and you want to make, uh, you know, uh, an irrational decision and donate a ton of money to the Soul of KCSN raffle, that would be absolutely wonderful. Please consider donating to that. Um, you have a little bit of time left. There's uh, only I think a few days left to donate, but. You get entered into a raffle to win a, a bunch of incredible cheese prizes, signed helmets, signed jerseys. Um, Holiday Distillery stepped up with an incredible package, um, some gift cards, all kinds of great prizes. One ticket is for $20, five tickets for 50, 15 tickets for 100. All the proceeds go to Operation Breakthrough. And I tell you, all the proceeds go to Operation Breakthrough. I mean, uh, we are, it's one of the most efficient charities I've ever seen. All that money gets back to them. Like, it's it's very much a you know we are we are doing everything we can to get every single dollar to operation breakthrough those kids absolutely need it it's that time of year please consider donating really would appreciate there's a link in the description of this show if you want to donate you can venmo our kc sports network or you can go to givebutter.com slash kcsn uh throw the money in there we are approaching 20k throw it in there all of that money is going to presents for kids who cannot afford that stuff at this time of year. It is a wonderful thing to do. I am so excited to get to go and take part in all of that. It is literally the best thing that we do here at KCSN. So if you're feeling generous today, throw some money our way. Uh, thank you all that are listening, subscribing. Thank you everybody that uh, has done it in the past. Uh, you want to talk about your defense, Craig? Sure, it's mine now because yeah. they they weren't great. It was it it's was not all ours beforehand. Yep, and uh, yep, yeah, uh, not great. Um, definitely had moments where first of all, off the top, I feel awful for Brian Cook, just absolutely awful. We obviously don't know the severity of that yeah. injury. It did not look good. Uh, carted off one of the only safeties that has played well in the past few weeks, and that was continuing tonight until he got injured there. Drew Tranquil getting, you know, hit in the head with that knee slash quad by AJ Dillon. That, that, uh, that's like getting hit in the head with a sledgehammer. Hopefully he will be okay. And that concussion is not going to linger. Uh, you know, Charles Aminahue goes down with a little bit of injury there. I, it, there was a lot of stuff that was happening. Uh, DBs couldn't keep their feet. Trent McDuffie was playing on ice skates all night long, so his typical run support action that he typically brings 
wasn't there. He, he wasn't able to put his foot in the ground and really stick in and do some of that. Uh, you saw you know, Joshua Williams miss time a jump uh, on a touchdown pass there. You see three Chiefs defenders basically stand and watch a lollipop on fourth and short as Chris Jones gets his hand on you know Jordan Love. Just basically sit there and watch it kind of fall in between. It looks like everybody lost it in the lights. Sounds like a lot of exclu- excuses, but as I said up top, Matt LaFour had these guys' heads spinning. They did not know where things were coming from. The run game was so effective for the Green Bay Packers because the Chiefs were overrunning everything, were trying to get to places that the ball wasn't. Trent McDuffie had a bad one late in the game there where he was absolutely collapsing down as he was the fourth defender you know, running the alley and completely missed that the running back had the ball. There were a couple of plays. Leo Chanel in the flat usually is a terror out there. Broke down too early and allows a big play there. Honestly, one of the few guys that I thought played well that was you know not on the defensive line was Jack Cochrane coming in there as the green dot. You were asking him to handle a lot in a little amount of time, and he was one of the few guys that was playing behind the line of scrimmage. I'm not saying he was great, but he was making some stuff happen. He was rallying to the ball. He was hitting people. And on a day where you know this normal Chiefs defense does that really well, they just weren't doing it. Cochrane was one of the few guys that was out there handling business. Yeah, the it's interesting because like I, I do agree the Packers generally had the Chiefs number, but that's something that the Chiefs have avoided. They haven't let offenses be the one to dictate the game. And they were kind of letting the Packers do that from the get-go. And so the, I, I don't know what the rationale for that was. I don't know how we got it. Was it the Packers came out with a little bit heavier personnel and made the Chiefs play in base? But this is only, I don't know, the eighth team to do that to the Chiefs this year. You think they would have better answers. So it was really interesting that this Packers team was able to make the Chiefs play on their their Chiefs defense, play on their heels for as long as they did. I get it once Tranquil went out. The Packers actually did some really cool stuff. Going to that hurry up on in between second and third down, forcing Cochrane to make these calls and said they weren't making anything. They were running the most basic stuff at that point in time. So like, I don't want to excuse how the defense played because I got real issues with what they did, but I also think that it was really hard to make adjustments on the fly once you also lost Drew Tranquil and you're left with kind of Willie Gay, Leo Chanel, and then Cochrane. And it's, I mean, Cochrane was the guy they trusted over Leo Chanel and Willie Gay to make the calls too. That's got to be noted. So I, I, there's a little bit of excuse built in for the defense, Simultaneously, the defensive line didn't even show up till the mid-third quarter. Nope. Yeah, uh, they didn't show up until way late in the game. That was rough, and more so that the Packers were one of the few teams, and it only happened a few times. But they just challenged the DBs. They said, "Hey, you might be in kind of good coverage, but we don't think you're going to stay there. Here, stop this catch." And they didn't really do it. They didn't do it that often, and like that's the issue. This defensive backfield's played great, but. Every now and then they have these times where they're just challenged. And we see it with Trent McDuffie plenty with a lack of length. We see it with Legereus Sneed being overly handsy. We see it with Watson and Williams just quite simply not being quality starter level when they have to play the ball. And this this Packers team just said, hey, we're going to challenge you guys to play the football. You're going to go cover this guy one-on-one. Let's see if you can do it. And unfortunately, they couldn't do it that often. The only time they had success is when Spags finally got Jordan Love feeling a little flustered rolling out of the pocket early. Spags is the one that had to lead to everything. The players on the field weren't the ones getting the stops. It was Spags. And like that's that's not where this defense has been this year. It's been both sides of it. And I think that kind of became a problem yet again when clearly the Packers were doing something to impact Spags, you know, output on the play or impact on the game. Yeah, they the Chiefs can't line up and rush the passer. 
Like they just they don't do it consistently enough. I'm not. I think I don't think they get enough pressure. I mean, I Chris Jones. I'm glad they didn't lock him into a long term extension. Um, he's been he's still good. Don't get me wrong. He still impacted this game, but I'm glad they didn't lock him into a long term extension. Um, I I don't know. They they got. I mean. I, the the biggest Irish I don't I still don't draw too much of the ire like I uh, towards the defense like I I'm still frustrated with some of it for sure losing Drew Tranquil right off the bat was a real rough like that's that's tough losing Brian Cook tough like definitely some excuses there built in for sure but I don't know I don't I I'm not I'm not blaming the 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 defense as much as I am for the other side of the ball but. Yeah, I I have my concerns about this team's ability to rush the passer. Well, it's it's the fact that this is now you know through the first quarter and a couple of minutes of the Raiders game last week, defense didn't look good, and then you know you get all the way through this game, and in the second half they were okay, but that first half was bad. They had the worst defensive success rate of the season in the first quarter. Like the they had two wins two plays that were a quote-unquote positive result for the defense they got ahead of the sticks they were just short yardage plays like that's all it was the the Packers were able to just line up and basically say hey we're gonna go out we're gonna get five six yards they're gonna bully them like they were gonna bully them and they did the Chiefs gave up 7.9 yards per play on second down today so even when they did have a decent first down A.J. Dillon would run for eight. Christian Watson on an end around would get eight. Christian Watson on a little corner route or, you know, a little out route would get 10, 11, 12. It was just too easy. Jordan Love was not coming off of his first read. Jordan Love was not having to, you know, play play quarterback on the macro level because everything was schemed up for him. I'm not trying to take away from Love. He was good today. Until the fourth quarter, I believe he had two incompletions on the day. He was good, but... It was easy mode because the Chiefs didn't know where it was coming from, couldn't stay in phase, and even when they were, they just couldn't make a play on the ball. And so when you got a run game that's working, you can't really stop the pass. Like it, it, for, It's a long, long, long day, and it just kind of compounded for the first time this season into a full game performance where the Chiefs defense couldn't do enough to help their offense. I got a couple of quotes coming in here from Patrick Mahomes if you want to hear them. Uh, sure. Can we pivot real quick, or do you, do you have a ton more on the defense that you really want to get into? Or no, we can do we can do some quotes. We can do some quotes. Okay. Um, Patrick Mahomes uh, on his interception can't make that mistake. I probably should have tried to back shoulder sky. That's a mistake on my part. And then follows up with on the no call on Marquez Valdez Scantling. I got to make the throw. Is what Mahomes says. He is just like he is. He is just like covered for everyone right now. Yeah. Like I mean, it's what like, else is he gonna say? Is he gonna come I just, torch I a wide receiver? What good does that? Do? I respect yeah. him so much for doing that because, like, come on, like we 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 you know we need to we need to you know he deserves he deserves a lot of credit for uh, for how he's handling all this because that's just. I mean, yeah, he's always going to say that. And when Andy Reid talks about it and probably has to talk about those things, whether it's, you know, I, I don't think he mentioned it today. He'll probably get asked sometime this week, maybe tomorrow, whenever it is about it. 
I think that he'll just find a way to say it's a miscommunication and move on. Cause like no one's going to throw the, no one is going to take the weakest part of the team and throw them under the bus. Cause like that's not going to help them in any way, shape or form. Now, I think to Craig's point to start the show, this is where you need somebody like, I don't know, Eric Bienemy, who's going to take them privately and be like, hey, you're screwing up. This is unacceptable. And whether that whether that's to Mahomes or to the wide receiver or to anybody on the team, I don't think they have somebody that does that. Let's say in this world where Mahomes didn't throw the ball to Sky Moore's back shoulder, somebody has to go tell him like, hey, you have to do this instead or whatever it might be instead. Are, do we think Matt Nagy's doing that? I don't know. Right, but from everything I, I see from Matt Nagy as an offensive coordinator, as a head coach and offensive coordinator, again, he's a lot more buddy buddy. He's a lot more having a conversation. I'm not saying he's bad at it. That's a different conversation, but he's a friend to everybody. He's not getting on them about their execution. I don't know if that works as great with Andy Reid, who's kind of like that. He's not the guy that fight like he gets on people and holds them accountable, but not in the same way. So I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I expect everybody to put the blame onto a, a nothing burger or onto Patrick Mahomes because that's what they have done for the past six years. They're not going to blame anybody else for anything. You guys, you guys want to hear a couple positives, just real quick? I guess. Kit, kid, no, take a seat, buddy. Just real quick. Kit, pop your headphones out real quick. We got this. I want to shout out Zach Tuttle and Keith Phipps. For your donations to the KCSN Foundation as part of the Solar KC raffle. Thank you guys. Zach Tuttle, Keith Phipps. We love you guys. Thank you for donating. I didn't know it was gonna be donation related. <laughs> I, I didn't hey Maddie's the one who told you to I pulled the headphones out and I listened. I could still hear. And I was like, oh well, this is this is actual good news. <sighs> Where we go from here, fellas? This um one, this one's yeah. The draft. I mean, you, to go? Well, you go on to Buffalo. You you have a chance to hopefully end Buffalo season, and you know what would make this team feel a lot better about themselves going and beating Buffalo. Like, and especially if the offense looks okay and the defense looks like it did before. All is not lost. The Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. It's still happening. So they're. They are a playoff team, and what matters is getting hot at the right time. Not that I'm saying they're going to get hot, but a good way to get your mojo back is to go beat this one team that everybody keeps getting ready to crown, even though they are on the outside in looking on the playoffs. Go end it. Go end their season. Make them feel bad. Get your mojo back. You've got an opportunity to do it. It's not. Luckily, they're not playing the Patriots this week because you beat the hell out of the Patriots what good does it do? Everybody's going to stand around and be like, yeah, we were supposed to do that. We were supposed to go in and handle business. Go beat the Bills. Go make yourself feel better. Bills Chiefs has, has immediately become a turning point moment for Ooh. both teams in Arrowhead. Yeah. Yikes. That's, yep. That is great. So go handle business. If you can't get up for that game, then you're not getting up for the playoffs. So go out and handle business. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, another quote from Patrick Mahomes on Wanye Morris. He stepped up. I'm proud of him. That's a big spot in a big game in a great stadium. Yeah, I thought Wanye Morris was good. Wanye was really good. And I thought, I mean, I, I like you no know, Donovan Smith's been playing through some injuries too. Like, and credit to him, like he did it all last year, right? Rest I mean, the, huh? 
Reynolds, Reynolds Donovan. Then. If he's if he's playing through injuries, give yeah. give him some time. Yeah. Oh, rest him. Okay. Rest Sorry. Him. Yeah. I, I thought I heard Preston like you were correcting me to Preston Smith. No, 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 no. Although sure for the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, no. I thought I thought Wanye played well, uh, which was great, which is good to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, he deserves some he deserves some credit. And like Mahomes is gonna do the things that he does at the press at the at the podium. That's gonna give Wanye confidence, and he should have confidence because he played well. He had a good game. Um. All right. Anything else, Maddie? Anything you want to get to, Matt? No, <laughs> I just, kind of you're mad. I'm just done. You're you're mad. I'm just done. Like I I'm at the point now where I need time to reset my expectations for this team. I just I I'm at that point. And so like, what's the point of keep what's the point of keep beating them down over this game True. that happened and it showed every single weakness that has been very clear throughout every game season. every time they've lost and it's weak. not even when they lost. Even like when it's, won. it's not it's not changing. Like it, it's yeah. just not changing. We've been saying that for weeks, but it, like this is the. If it didn't hammer it home this week, it's not getting through. It's not yeah. changing. I think that's yeah. I think that's part of the frustration, right? Is every there's a lot of people out there that are just like, oh, it's the Chiefs. And they're just they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna this is what they do. They always find answers. Where are they? They're it's the same old, same old. 30-year-old Marquez Valdez Scantling's not gonna figure out how to read middle field close coverage. He's just not. Yeah, but what if he did? But what if he does? It's but it's the, but this is, all right. So this is well, a small rant. This is the exact same mentality that got this team into this position because we would hear all these things like, "Oh, well, what if MVS takes a step? What if Skymar all of a sudden knows how to do and is capable of doing things he's never shown the ability to do, even in college?" Why are we like all these sudden like the Chiefs are just gonna someone's gonna become a complete receiver when they've got a lot of like narrow skill set guys in their room? Like I don't. It's this is the mentality. This is the mentality that gets you here. It's like well, yeah, we can't trust MBS to do anything. Except I helped the Packers tonight, and if you ask Packers fans, this is the first time he's ever done that. Yeah, so it's just. I think it's just a completely resetting of expectations. Like we, it, it's just the rule is that this team somehow, because the NFL seems to be slightly down this year, maybe has a chance to win the Super Bowl. But like, I know going into this game, if they won it, they were going to be technically the favorites or something. But like, I, we we watch the games, right? Like this, is like we can watch the games and say this team to win a Super Bowl needs a lot of breaks to go their way. Not only to like getting there, but like in each and every single game, so like. It's just resetting the expectations that this team might not be a Super Bowl favorite, and they're one of those teams on the outside that are that can make a run when things go right. And the problem is they just they're running out of time to fix the issues. The issues have been the same. It is what it is. So it's just resetting your expectations that this team would be kind of like one of those. I don't want to say miracle, but like those long shot Super Bowl kind of runs. And this team hasn't been there for five, four or five years now, and that's a different mindset. So you go at it from that approach and you're maybe not beating them down as much as we are after a Packers game or anything like that, but it's just, it, you got to get there and it takes a little bit to get there. Cause like this game finally, I think can push a hope. I mean, not hopefully, but like hope pushed me there. It's just, I got to reset it mentally and get away from just thinking they're going to be in the Super Bowl and probably win because they have Mahomes. Clearly there's a certain level of capable NFL player that you have to have with them that they don't have. I, I just, the only thing that I'm angry about is we're going to spend an entire offseason again talking about pass catchers for this team again. 
hopefully in a more positive light than we were this past off season. But uh, three straight years, three straight years that we're doing that when we should be talking about defense. No, no. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I feel better. Uh, I think some. I'm of glad the, you do, buddy. I'm glad pre- you do. The pressure in my head's gone away a little bit. Um, I think I think I'm good to go. If you guys are good to go. Tomorrow's going to be fun as we let this fester and sit and simmer. Um, I can't wait. But uh, what a, an awful loss. Awful loss. Just terrible. At least it was an NFC opponent. Like, so if we really want to be optimistic. I'm, I'm not taking any moral victories off of this one. Oh, it's not a moral victory. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, like... They still hold a lot of tiebreakers, <laughs> even though they don't hold the lost column tiebreaker right now because they lost to the Green Bay Packers in embarrassing fashion with the same problems that have ailed them the entire season and they don't have answers for it. Go, I can't wait for, I can't wait to play the Bills next week who are just as desperate. How did I not get, I, maybe I don't feel better. I don't know. I'm frustrated. But that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the KCSN postgame show. Chiefs lose 27-19. We love y'all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Get well soon, people.